East or West? European countries coming to the West? Uh huh. Yes. Are you talking especially about America? Anywhere, or where? South America, North America. South America, North America, and anywhere? Well, they were going, as you know, the Portugal, Spain. Right, right. They were, they were colonizing, right? And why are you saying the Ottomans were not entering into this? Yeah. Alhamdulillah, they did not enter into it. What is the purpose of colonization that the West they are doing? Is it for Allah? They say, when the Dutch, when the Portuguese, they came all the west, way to the east, they're saying, first is God, gold, and glory. For God? Really? For God? If you're really for God, for the sake of Allah, you are not going to rape and plunder that country. You're going to raise them to a higher level of dunya and a higher level of ahirat the way that the Muslims are doing. Muslims, when they enter into every country, they bring their civilization up. India is getting very upset with that now. They're trying to wipe out all Islamic civilization to say that they are our oppressors. They're stopping people from going to Taj Mahal. They say, you have to go to this Hindu temple to go. You're fighting against history. Everyone is free to go anywhere they want. So, why they were going? To bring all these countries to a higher degree of civilization. The British, they went to India to bring India. India's GDP at that time was 27% of the world. If the world 100%, it was 27%. It was a superpower. It was a leading nation in international trade and commerce okay they were there they came to India to bring it up to 50% no when the British left it was 4% they took everything and they make sure that the when they left the Indians cannot stand up for the next hundred years same thing with China they did so what say the Spanish did to South America. They made the whole of South America to really raise up to become high level of civilization. No, they plundered and raped and destroyed everything. They took away everything. This is forbidden in Islam. Ottomans never did that. You go to another country to worship. What is that traveling called? In Islam, really, in reality, there is no such thing as just traveling for vacation. And there is no emigration for the dunya. You migrate for the sake of Islam, just as the hijrah is. So people were rushing to make hijrah when the Ottomans they took over, say Eastern Europe. What did they do? 
they plundered, they took everything and they sucked everything there? They did not. Who did they place over there? When the British, they came into different parts of the India or different other parts of the world, they brought the people who are the most deceptive, the most mm, cunning, the most conniving people, and they put it there, the worst people. The Ottomans, they were bringing the most noble, the most sincere, the most pious people. Because why? They were there to bring Islam, to show what Islam is. And the people who went there, from strong, rooted families now, they make the hijrah there. They go there, they live there, and they die there. They intermarried, and they give, they teach. That is how you're putting the seeds into this world, putting the graves of the Allah. What do they do? West, complete opposite. They make everywhere to become a graveyard. Right up to the 1940s, the one that they praise so much that every mm, British Commonwealth country from Africa to India to Southeast Asia, they say Winston Churchill, or a very great man. He was a man who was responsible for putting millions of people to die from starvation. It's called the Bengal Famine. Not because India wasn't producing food, he took all the food and he was giving it to the soldiers to do what? To find other colonies in Africa and because now you're seeing they're saying, we took over, now you are going to pay. You are going to pay us to oppress this other country, and this country we oppress. You are we going to take your money? We're going to use it to oppress another country. And everything that is made all over there is coming back here. It's not circling around there. Money is not circling around there. Money is all being drained here. And they make sure that local industry cannot stand up. They were very, they were, they were able to adjust. I mean, you're not coming from the East if you don't know how to adjust. Even up to today, the people who are able to adjust the most are the people from the East because they are put in very difficult situations. Look at the refugees, how they have to adjust. You think people who don't have that sensibility, they can live like that? Huh? So many people, they have so much more. They rather kill themselves than suffer any change. Correct? So, they took everything. They're running. It was called the great game. Okay? Purpose. The intention was different. The intention of the Ottomans was Islam. They were already sending, spreading. Now, recent scholarship is just saying. Islam reached all the way to Indonesia because Sultan Muhammad Fatih chose the um, scholars and he sent them there and he sent the Sanjak there too. He said, now you are part of the Ottoman Empire but you are autonomous. All the way there. It is still there. With La ilaha illallah, a, a flag, Sanjak, that is like... Uh, <coughs> You know, one of my ideas I was wearing, it was like purple-black kind of color, and another one saying Muhammad Rasulullah in green. And it's still a copy of it. It's in the palace in Indonesia. 
with everything. All that is written. So there was constant communication and connection with the different Muslim countries. And it was enough. Now, somebody asked a question too. You did, huh? a few days ago. Asking about England and what is the role and why Allah is giving them permission. I said, this is because Allah is giving them permission. But one of the things about Ahir Zaman is now, the Muslims, they must come out from the Muslim countries. As I said before at that time, there was no Muslim just living here and there just for work. Because if there's Shariat, you understand? If there's Khilafat, why Muslims want to live outside of Shariat and Khilafat? Why? Is better? There are a few people here and there, they have different jobs to do. Either they were doing a little bit of business here and there and they were not really putting their roots down so much, or they were there to teach. Because what happened when the Muslims were living outside of Hilafat and outside of Shariat that is ruling in non-Muslim countries, they have to follow their law, like we are following their law, correct? And it is in Shariat to say that you have to follow their law. But what if their law is contradicting to Islam? So many things in America, it is not contradicting. It is not. And this is one of the other miracles too in this country. It is, in fact, is allowing us to practice our religion. So nobody is going to interfere. But imagine now, if you live in America, and they say, for you to become, um, say, a police officer, a civil servant, meaning you work for the government, correct? Now you have to go and you have to make sajda in front of the president, or picture of the president. Even today, there's so many countries like that, some so-called Muslim countries, you have to make ruku, you have to make sajda to picture of tyrants, correct? That is against our religion. But that's exactly what the Muslims in China, they were made to do. There is reality. And if you want to enter into the civil service in China at that time, you have to go through the custom, and one of the customs was to become, if you're male, of course you're male, you have to be male, then you have to mm, do extra sunat. You know what I mean? Extra sunat. You cannot be a man anymore. You know uh, Sinbad? Today, who has no Sinbad? Sailor? Huh? He was a general. He wasn't just a sealer, he was a general. He was a Chinese general. His name was Cheng Ho. He was a Muslim. His parents were Muslim. But he was a eunuch. Everything was cut. He was working for the government. He was taking all his ships and he was sailing everywhere in the world. He went to Mecca too, to make the Hajj and to come back. He was a Muslim. But now there are certain things now in order to fit into that society, that certain things you have to drop. So in the old days, no. And that was a time when in China during the, I believe it was a Yuan dynasty, it was Mongolian, huh? it wasn't Han Chinese, meaning most from Central Asia. So they brought in a lot of other Central Asians to come. And Central Asia is made up from so many different people. 
correct? You have the Uzbeks, you have the Uyghurs, you have the Tatars, you have uh, the um, Farsi-speaking people. You have so many people. Everyone's coming in, different races, different religions, coming into China and making it to become even higher in civilization. You know, so much knowledge coming in. Then later, when it became more, more Chinese, Chinese, then they start to close their doors a little bit more, and they say, we don't want too much of this diversity. Now, the Muslims at that time, they were keeping it everything very separate. There was a group that was keeping everything very separate. Now they say, now you must make it to be the same. So they start to assimilate. Now they say, there was a year they say, you cannot cut any kurban because we're a Buddhist nation, Confucius nation, we're a Taoist nation. So the Muslims living there, they have to comply. So, this is small pockets of people, not the huge majority. Huge majority, they live in Muslim countries, under Shariat, under Khilafat. Hmm? One of the things about the Ahir Zaman is to open up the borders of Islam and the Muslims. Now, the whole world will know and the Muslims will enter into every country now. That maybe for thousands of years you never see a Muslim like in the North Pole or in the South Pole. Now you have Muslims there, fasting, praying, doing everything. Now it's not going to be divided like that. Everything is going to come together. You have to come out. You have to be, to be mixing now. So that's one of the secrets of that. But colonization, it is forbidden in Islam that way. What way is that for another power to come in, to take away your wealth, to take away your culture, to take away your language, to take away your identity, to squeeze it, then to say, only way that you're going to survive is you try to copy me. But I'm the one who's going to decide whether you're a good copy or a bad copy. That time, the man completely loses his identity and it may take hundreds of years for them to come up and to realize things for themselves. Some come up, India is now starting to come up to realize certain ways, some they will never regain that. They will never regain that. So there were some Muslim civilizations before, certain dynasties that they did that. That is not according to Islam too. The Ottomans, one of the reasons why they're the most noble is because they let everyone to keep their religion, to keep their language, to keep their culture, to keep their identity. Within Shariat, within Khilafat, still there are millet. Yeah. And so many things in that kind of legal system of the Ottomans, the Americans, they took. That's why the blessing continues in this country, because of the the laws that is there. Don't look at certain individuals here and there. Don't look at the elites here and there, no. Look at it in its total area because there's some plans for it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put there. May Allah bless us, inshallah, to see the change of this world from darkness to light, from battle back to haq, inshallah. Al-Fatiha. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, anything else anyone wants to say? This much is enough. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.
فاتحہ